Ephesians chapter 3 verse 18 and 19 may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that ye might be filled with the fullness of God. Verse 19, that portion, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge. God's love for humanity goes beyond our understanding. God's love for us is unexplainable. If you try to think about it, you would not be able to fully understand the depth, the height, the breadth of the love of God. Let's talk about it. In the book of Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 22 and 23, it says, Certainly the faithful love of God never ceases. Certainly God's compassion isn't over. They are renewed every morning. Great is your faithfulness. There's a verse, John chapter 3 and verse 16, which says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And we take that for granted. The reality is that we do not fully comprehend and understand God's love for us. Because if we did, we'll be a whole nother kind of people. Our pursuit for God, our desire to be with Him. First John chapter 3 and verse 1 See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called God's children. And this is what we are because the world did not recognize Him. It did not recognize us. Let me lay this down simple. We are sinners and we are sinners by nature. Because of the sin of that first man, Adam, sin came into the world, crept into our flesh, and the very nature and heart of man is sin. All you have to do is give man a little bit of freedom and you will see what nature is truly in his heart. We are sinners. We were supposed to be doomed and damned in the fires of hell. But God's love for us, God's love for mankind has never stopped from the beginning of time. And I know people say all sorts of stuff about if God loves us, why is this going down? And if God loves us, why is this happening to us? We cannot blame what humans do to each other on God. Don't say if God loves us, why is there war? Let's not do those things. Let's see the true love of God. Let us feel and experience the love of God because that's one thing that people seem to have forgotten is that God loves you. God loves you with an unconditional and uncompromised love. There is no one in your life that will love you, that can love you, more than God loves you. There is no one in your life. And this is just to let you know that God loves you. And it's time that we embrace the love of God. In a moment, I'm going to show you how deep the Father's love is. I'm going to give you a little understanding of how much God truly loves you. 
First Chronicles 16 and 34 says, Give thanks to the Lord because He is good, because His faithful love endures forever. God is identified as love. The Bible says God is love. So God is holy. God is love. God is just. So when God is manifest to you, these are the attributes that we experience. These are the things that we will then praise him for. God, you love me. There is no love like yours. God, you are holy. There is no other God beside you. Because when he reveals himself and manifests himself to us, he expresses himself with certain attributes. And we experience God from who he is. I hope you understand what I'm saying. So you experience God's love. So our first encounter with God, this is Christ manifest here on earth. Obviously we weren't there, but those that were there, their first encounter with Christ, who was God in the flesh, God among us, was his love. For God so loved the world, a world that was destined to perish. That's including you and I. A world full of sin, full of hatred, bitterness, anger. I mean, if you look at the world today, you look at what's going down in the world today, you think, what a waste. We look at the way our world is collapsing and people are becoming cold-hearted. Cities across the world are collapsing because of drug addicts. All the wars, the hatred, the confusion that is going on in the world. We look at the world and we think, oh my gosh, what a waste. But God looks at the world with love. Peter says that don't think God is delaying in coming. But the reason he's delaying is because he desires that all men come to salvation and no one perish. Hell was created, the Bible says, for the devil and his angels. But because we want to act like the devil, we end up in hell. But it is not God's intention that any human being would end up in that place. God is love. There is no way that words over a podcast, through a microphone, can express how much God loves you. You've got to experience it for yourself. And that is why we, we used to have evangelists that would come out and call you to salvation and call you to Christ and call you to say, come to Christ, come and experience the love of God because words never truly express the true power of love. I can, I can say to my wife, I love you, I love you, I love you all day long. But words can never express the love that I have for her. It's shown in my actions toward her. And that is what God is doing. We were destined for hell. What does he do? Because of his love, he sends his son to die, to be a sacrifice for God. God showed his love in a big way. Listen to me. If you're going through it, if you're going through the struggle, if you're going through hurt, for whatever reason, rejection, heartbreak, if sin has weighed down on your life, and I'm talking to both sinners and saints alike, if you're carrying depression and burdens that are far beyond what you are capable of, and you feel weighed down and tired every day, 
I'm not making a promise to you that God is going to free you from your burdens and difficulty and God is going to take poverty away from you. I'm not making those promises, but I am making this promise that God's love will comfort you. God's love will strengthen you. Right now, there are people, believers, our brothers and sisters in Christ who have been persecuted for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they're sitting in prison cells, they're in labor camps, they're hiding in the forests, hiding in the mountains, beaten, battered, but not alone, comforted and loved by God. Yes, in this world you will have trouble. In this world we will face difficulty, struggle and pain. We'll have good days, we'll have bad days. But this is the thing. It was never God's plan for you to be alone, to be away from Him. The fact that we are away from God and experiencing certain things on our own is our choice. God's love has always been available to us. Hear me out. God loves you. God loves you. And not with a weak-minded, soft love. No, with a strong determined, unconditional love. When you come to God and God holds you in His arms, He'll determine never to let you go. If you're ever out of the arms of God, it's because you chose to leave. He'll never let you go. Jesus said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Lo, I am with you always. God is love. God expresses himself to you through his love. And you need to hear this and you need to know this. All the scars and all the difficulty, the hardship that we've carried, the burdens that we had to carry, people have let us down. Even the closest of our allies, they've let us down. David says, my mother and father may forsake me, but you, Lord, will never forsake me. There are people that have been cast away from their families. For no reason, there are people that right now are treated like rejects of society. Right now, there are people going through hurt, difficulty, hardship, pain, loneliness, feeling unloved. And you should not be that way because God loves you unconditionally. And this is a perpetual call. Come to God. Come to Him. He will love you. He will keep you. He will cleanse you, save you, deliver you. Come to God and experience the love of God. Listen, people, you know, who we're talking about, oh, depression is on the rise in the world today. People are committing suicide because of depression. Talk to somebody, get help, which is all fair and fine. But true comfort comes from the love of God. Listen, you have to experience it. I cannot explain it to you. And let me try, okay? Let me try and explain the love of God to you. And I hope you understand. Listen to this. This is Jesus in Matthew chapter 13, verse 44 to 46. Jesus says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in a field, the which when a man hath found it, he hides it, and for joy therefore goeth, and sell all that he has, 
and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who when he has found one pearl of great price, went out and sold all that he had and bought it. God in heaven is that man that has found treasure. The world is the field where he has found that treasure. In a field you find weeds, rocks, dead trees. But he found that one treasure and he looks beyond all that. He goes and sells everything that he has and he buys that field for that one treasure. You are the treasure. God found you and God loved you. And Jesus came. He gave up his throne. He gave up the comfort of the kingdom in heaven to come, to come into the world. He gave up all that he has to come and save the world so that he can get you that one treasure. Same with the merchant looking for pearls. When he found one pearl, listen to me, you are that pearl. He sold all that he had and he bought it just for you, just for that one pearl. This is what you mean to God. You mean everything to him. You are a treasure that he was willing to give up all that he had so he could come and have you, so he could come and die for you, so he could come and save you. You are a treasure in the eyes of God. The world may tell you, you're not good enough. You're not good looking enough. I see people doing all this cosmetic stuff on themselves because they want to look suitable for the standard of the world. Because the world has a habit of telling people you're not good enough, you're not suitable enough, you don't fit in, you're not eloquent enough, you're not wealthy enough, you're not educated enough, you're not good looking enough. And we feel alone, we feel unloved, and we feel that we have to transform who we are in order to fit in. But you see here, you are a treasure to God, just the way you are. You say, but Don, I'm a sinner. My heart is filled with sin. I'm filthy. He knows, but he still went and gave up all that he has to come and get you. He still left his throne. The Bible says, while you were yet a sinner, he loved you and gave his life for you. He gave up everything because he sees you as a treasure. God loves you. That is the love of God. You're a treasure in the eyes of God. Yes, in filthy rags. Yes, messed up because you're a sinner, fornicator, adulterer, thief, liar, gossiper, whatever you want to put on yourself. But when God sees you, he sees a treasure. And he says, come to me and I'll save you. You don't have to clean yourself. I will clean you. I'll wash you with my spirit, with my blood, with my word. I will clean you because you are a treasure to me. How can you reject a love like that? 
How can you reject a love so amazing? Pause for a moment. Think about it. Does anybody love you the way the Father in heaven loves you? I'll tell you now, there is no one. I have to say this to you again. You are a treasure. That's what he sees when he looks at you. Think about it. He gave up everything to come for you. So why won't you come to him? Why would you delay? Why would you not turn to him this instant and say, Lord, here I am and I'm yours. Don't you want to be a treasure? Don't you want to be precious and priceless? It's so sad when we give up our values and our, our morals, when we give up our relationship with God to fit into the world. It's so sad when we give up prayer time, Bible time, so we can watch shows, watch sports, hang with the friends. But God looks at you as a treasure. That's right. He looks at you as a treasure. And He doesn't just look at you that way. He acts on it. He gave up everything for you. Jesus says, I've not come to condemn you. He's come to show and express the love of God. He says there is no greater love than this, than a man willing to lay down his life for a friend. There is no greater love that you will experience. There is no greater love that you will know. There is no greater love that you will have. Remember what I said earlier, when you come to God, He'll never let you go. The only time you will be separated from God is when you choose to be separated from God. Romans 8, 38 and 39 says, I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love in Christ Jesus our Lord. Not death, not life, not angels or rulers, not present things or future things, not powers, height or death, or anything that is created. Jesus says, those that are in my Father's hand, cannot be taken out of his hand. Nothing can separate you from the love of God except you come to the love of God. It's a call, brethren. It's a call, sisters. Sinner or saved, come to the love of God. God loves you. Just think of the word treasure. And the thing is here, Yes, we are sinners, and the Bible says we are sinners, but God calls us a treasure. A treasure is something that is to be cherished, to be held dear, something that is of great value, something is esteemed, adored, something that is loved dearly, something that is thought very highly of. You're a treasure to God. And like I said, I can't really explain in words the love of God, but I think that's the closest that I can get. You're a treasure to God. Listen to me, people. God loves you. And there is no greater love than the love of God. No matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you're facing, no matter how hard the journey is, God is there for you and God loves you. I cannot make this call any more serious. We all need love. And that true love comes only from the Father in heaven. Treasure, that is what you are. Treasure, that is the way God sees you. Treasure, that is what God came for. He gave up everything that he had to come for you, who is a treasure in his eye. I hope you heard. 
I hope you understand and I hope you know today that God loves you more than you will ever be able to comprehend. Be blessed. Thank you for listening. Before we go, I want to ask you, check out the channel School of Obedience on YouTube. Search for it. Patreon page is linked in the description. Please consider participating with us as we try and spread the gospel to as many people as we can around the world. Please consider participating with us. Check out the Patreon link in the description. And please share this. Share this with as many people as you can. It's important that people hear the truth. Sometimes the truth is hard to hear. Sometimes the truth hits hard and hurts. But the truth is always beautiful. Thank you again for joining. God bless you. I've been Dom Pullen. This has been the Bible Truth Podcast. We'll see you in the next one. I'm out.